Hey, welcome to the Rundown with Ramon. So glad that you're here with me. In this episode, we talk about a lot of things, including college is not necessarily a must. It's not a must for everybody, that's for sure. Ramon's, that's me. My airport mask dilemma, a heartwarming story, which you'll probably enjoy, and other things. So I'm so glad you're here. And each episode of the Rundown with Ramon will help you live a better life or start and grow your business. Listen, for those of you who are brand Brand new and don't know me. I'm glad you're here. For those who've been here over and over again, repeat listeners, watchers, viewers, glad you're here as well. But for those who are new, um, as I said, I'm Ramon Ray. I have two adult children, been married almost 30 years. Can you believe it? I'm a five-time serial entrepreneur, best-selling author of several books, and motivational speaker. And you can get to know me better at RamonRay.com and check out my new platform at ZoneOfGenius.com. So thanks so much for watching. With that. Let's get started with the rundown with Ramon. Gym workouts are back and boosting business at shopping centers, says a recent headline. This is great. Listen, for the past several years, we know that most of us have been in home on lockdown work from home due to COVID. And again, it's been several months now that the company's opening up, but there's been several industries where still it's been a bit slow. So gyms, it seems like are boosting back. But this gives me to ask the question of you, and I'm curious what you're going through. Are you an at-home workout person, whether you have your own gym or like me, I do stretches, I do push-ups, I do a little bit of workout within my home, and I do a lot of power walks. That's what I do. Some of you go to the gym, and a gym is good because you get more of the equipment, the things you pull down, you can the things that hold your leg to do sit-ups and things like this. But I'm curious, are you going back to the gym? And even if you're not going back to the gym, one thing that's really, really important is to move your body and to work out. That's important, important to do. So that was interesting, and I'm so happy that gyms are opening up. Gyms, uh, gym activity is going back because one thing I love is to have uh, entrepreneurship business flow and reign and the exchange of money as we do the products and services that we need. Another headline that I saw was Netflix's business model doesn't work. But more importantly, what can we small business owners learn from it? That's one thing I wanted to know. So I saw this headline, and here's what it is. Netflix is a standalone company getting its money by people paying it subscription fees to watch movies. But people are seeing now over the years, I don't know how long Netflix has been in business, for quite some time now, right? It's a mature company, but that model is hurting a bit. That model may not be sustainable. They're partnering with Microsoft to host Netflix uh, services and help with its advertising solutions. People are rumoring, and maybe that this is a harbinger of things to come with Microsoft and Netflix. But what does it mean for small businesses? You are a flower business just selling flowers. Is that enough? Should you be selling other things, upselling and cross-promoting? Now, for many small businesses who want to remain very small mom and pop businesses, that can work. But many of us that are looking to build businesses that are million or more, two million, three million, five million, scale them, it requires a bit more work. It requires a bit more scalability, a bit more functionality in your business model, not just being quote unquote, a one trick pony. I know in my own business as a professional speaker, as someone who has sponsored content, as someone who's a brand marketer for one or two boutique clients, I have multiple revenue streams. And I think that everybody should consider that for their own business as well, not just relying on one revenue stream, but of course you also have to have the infrastructure, the team that that can support multiple revenue streams. 
Meta, otherwise known as Facebook, Meta listed recently four ranking signals for video on Facebook. And I thought this was very interesting to share with you. What does it take to get a video to have a broader reach? One is originality. Is it original? Or can you add something to something else that was already put out there? So Facebook is looking for the originality of the content. That's one. Number two, audience retention. Is what you're putting out on Facebook, is it retaining the audience? Does it keep them engaged to the end of the video? Even if it's not video, does it keep them engaged? Number three, audience loyalty. Do you have listeners, viewers that come back again and again and again? Facebook likes that. And last but not least, engagement. Does it generate conversations and interaction with your audience? This is so important. So next time you post a video on Facebook or even other platforms, think, is this a video that's going to be engaging? Is it a video that has some originality to it? Is it a video that keeps the audience retained? Is it a, is it a video that has visitors in my tribe, my community, my audience coming back again and again? College is not a must. This is interesting and this has been debated and talked about for some time, but due to President Biden and the administration offering loan forgiveness for certain uh, degrees and things of this nature, not certain degrees, but certain stipulations, I'm sure. The point being the talk again is, do, do, do people need to go to college? now? Everybody in the world, of course, does not go to college. And we know this already. There's the white collar jobs, quote unquote, blue collar jobs and all that. But the conversation sparks again. Many parents, especially for my friends, many immigrant parents, the first generation, that's the thing they really push. You gotta go to college. But I wanna remind parents, remind young people, you can be paid well, which is one mark of success. It's not the only mark, but everybody wants to live a good life and have the income that they can provide to buy the things they want and you can live a fulfilled life, happy with what you're doing, and not go to college. Yes, it can be quote unquote, blue collar work in the trades, carpentry, plumbing, driving trucks, things of this nature. And there's many professional services that you can do with 16 months, 18 months, two years of training, get a certification or so without the full four year college degree, plus two years master's degree, or getting a doctorate. So college is great, especially for some industries, especially if it's what you want to do. But don't feel that pressure that you have to go to college. There's many trade schools that are great, many certification opportunities that are great. And just learning on the job. I'm a professional speaker and I get paid very well to make impact to the audiences, the brands I work with. They never ask me, do you have a college degree? All they want to know is, let's see your scissor reel or let's go visit and see what you've done. And they hire me again and again and again. So a lot of things you can do without having a five-year or four-year formal college education. Ask the right questions. I recently was at an event in Toronto and had time to spend with an executive business coach. And I asked him, what's one tip, one thing he's going through in his business? And he said to me, this work from home aspect is, is business leaders are really struggling with that, how to keep their teams engaged, how to provide value to their teams, how to make sure their team, their employees are adding value to the business, living a work from home life because COVID has opened up the box that why do we all have to go back to the office? It's worked for two years. It's working from home. Let's keep doing it. But he said, there's not one solution that people need to do. There's not one solution. He's helping his clients do one simple thing. And that's ask the right questions. If you ask the right questions, you'll often get the right answers. And many times it's not one question that's important. It's several questions you may have to ask to get the right answer. So ask the right questions, says this executive coach. 
I recently was at the airport on the way to the event I just talked about, and I had a dilemma. I was going to the airport and flying to Canada, and they said, hey, Canadian authorities have said if we're flying to Canada, everybody who's entering the plane has to wear a mask, and etc. I didn't have a mask. I haven't been wearing a mask for some time now. U.S. and the area I live here and the, the region I live is a little laxer and, and, you know, we just haven't been wearing it. People haven't been as sick. So what do I do? So I was walking around, looking around to find a mask, go buying a mask, probably very expensive, and the plane was boarding. And a lady said, sir, do you need a mask? She offered one of these fancy K95 black mask, fancy mask. And it was just so happy because oftentimes people have called me, Bob's Bird talks about it, the book you all should get, The Go-Giver. Bob Bird talks about that book, The Go-Giver. And people have said to me, Ramon, you're a go-giver. You give and give and give and give, often expecting nothing in return. And it was interesting to be in that moment of need. I'm often the person giving, often the person I'd be the one saying, here's a mask, and have a total stranger be the go-giver and offer me a mask. I was honored that she would do that. It felt very special. And I teared up a bit telling her about that. Because when you give, give, give so much, it feels so good. And you don't really expect it or understand how good it feels to have somebody give back to you. So I think we can all give, 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 but it's also good at time to receive. So that was an amazing opportunity. Six reasons why we practice self-silence. This is an article written by Monica Ricky, who's a health coach, a fitness coach, a mindset coach, a life coach who works with people to help them live their better lives. And she wrote this article at zoneofgenius.com. You can check it out, zoneofgenius.com, and just look up the name Monica Ricci, R-I-C-C-I. And what she says here in the beginning of the article is when we can't communicate what's important to us in a relationship, whether personal or professional, we create barriers between ourselves and others. Consequently, we negatively impact our perception of ourselves. So Monica lays out some things why we often are silenced, or we silence ourselves while we don't speak out. Traumatic events from our upbringing. We're held back by gratitude. We don't have enough gratitude, I think is what she's saying there. We coddle ourselves from others is why we're self-silencing because we coddle ourselves from others. We have a fear of being disliked. We want to be popular, so we don't want to be disliked, so we hold back. Self-abandonment and fear of loss, loss of friends, loss of anything else. So it's something to understand. If you find yourself silencing yourself, you find yourself not getting into conversations, these are some reasons why. Look at the article that she wrote at zoneofgenius.com for some solutions to not be a person who self-silences ourselves, which takes a lot of healing, understanding why we're doing it so we can be healed from it. But now for my best part of the day, the best part of the rundown with Ramon as our expert panel that I'm excited to have our expert panelists talk about some or all of these topics we talked about. And again, you the listeners, thanks so much for listening. Now it's time for our expert panel. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome back or welcome to the Rundown with Ramon, my favorite time of the show where we have our experts join us to talk about all the things I just said or maybe new things we shall see. And our expert today is Robert Kennedy III, my good friend, and I hope he's your good friend too. Robert Kennedy, how are you feeling today? How are things in your world? You got that nice snazzy based on my color, but you know, screen's a weird, nice blue shirt on. I love it. How you doing, brother? Yeah, fantastic, man. Just a busy season. 
right now. Just a few different conferences, a lot of real estate conferences coming up. And so I'm doing some speaking at, 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 at a few of them. And so it's, I'm prepping for all of that right now. So yeah, life is good, man. I can't complain at all. That's good. I'm curious, what do real estate people want to know? What What is the message Robert shares with them? Is it a different message or is that your core message of what I understand it to be communication, but it could yeah. be other things? Talk to us. Why, why are they having you and what do they hope to learn? What is their problem? That's like, Robert, <laughs> help us solve this. What's the problem they're having that they want you to solve? I don't want to point fingers at anybody about you have problems, but <laughs> so the, the, what I'm speaking about is yeah, the same topic, same core topic yeah. on communication presentation, utilizing storytelling as a foundation for helping people to create messages that move others to action. So we're going to be speaking about how to do that with your clients and how to do that on video specifically. So we're adding that video element for real estate agents to this. Got it. If I can dig a bit deeper into it, if you don't mind, just curious. I mean, again, my ignorance, I thought, um, and I didn't, I, I talked over you with your answer. You could have said, no, 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 I don't want to go on with it. Stop Ramon right now. Or did you say yes? I, I didn't. Yeah, no, no, let's do okay. it. Go, go for it. Let's, let's, <laughs> I, let's go deeper. I did that once and I was like, wait a minute, let me just pause and hear what the person said. Did they just tell yeah. me it's okay? Or did they say stop? But um, yeah, but real estate agents, I'm thinking just communication, you know, walking through a home, my ignorance, mm -hmm. but I want to learn selling a home, whatever. But you mentioned video, similar concept, like showing a home on video. Are there other elements to the real estate world? Again, for those listening, this could yeah. be a help for them. You know, that even though we're going a little off script of the rundown with Ramon, I'm sure in the rundown with Ramon community, there's a lot of real yeah. estate agents. So just a little bit deeper. What's that thing you're helping them with on video in particular? I'm curious now. So I'll go, I'll go before video. Okay. In addition to walking through homes and meeting with people individually, real estate agents market themselves. And some of the ways that they do that are by listing presentations. Uh, they do first time home buyer seminars. They do vendor presentations. And so my job with them or the problem that I'm helping them to solve is number one, how to do that confidently and efficiently and effectively and in the most compelling manner. Mm. Because again, I present my information. I want people not just to take it in. I want them to do something with it. I want them to move to action based on that. So that's that's the the, the base layer of this. The next layer is that people, your prospects are not always inside of your space. Right. They're not always near to you, especially in 2022, 23, they are on their devices, they're behind their desks, they're at their computers. And while they're thinking about stuff, they're searching on the internet to get some information. How can I buy a house in this market? How can I uh, get the right financing? How can I find um, an agent that is going to be knowledgeable in all of that stuff? And so if I have, if I'm an agent who recognizes that, what I want to do is I want to have videos on YouTube. I want to have videos in, you know, in whatever online space people are searching so that uh, I come up as an option for them. And if they vibe with me, if they're like, Ooh, Robert's cool. Yeah. I like his jokes. I like his face. Yeah. I like his beard. Oh, then they're going to listen a little bit more. And if I give them great content yeah. on top of that, when it's time for them to move into that space to make that decision in their life, who do they think of? Oh yeah. That dude with the patchy gray beard. Yeah. That is that, 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 that smiles. Yes. Yeah. No, you're right, Robert. I think we forget sometimes about the likability. I think that's why. And then I promise everyone we're going to move to the rundown with Ramon, which this is part of it, is that I think I'm guessing, but you correct me if I'm wrong. That's why companies spend millions of dollars on the, the commercials we look at, the little puppy Absolutely. Budweiser commercial, the Clydesdales. How do you pronounce the word? Those horses? Clydesdales. Yeah, the Clydesdales. Clydesdales. Yeah, yeah those, those, the, all that is done as best they can. Maybe it's not for Robert, 
Maybe it's for Ramon. Maybe it's not Ramon today. Maybe it's Robert. But all that sprinklers going off in the garden and they're saying, you know, get a cup of tea with your kids. Anyhow, all that, I guess, is what you're yeah. saying, telling real estate agents, get people to like you on your videos. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. it. And it's not just that it's not for Robert. Right. It may be for Robert, but just not right now. So Ooh. when I get to the space that I'm thinking about that thing, who do I think of? Mm. Got it. I love it. So let's dive into it, Robert. Listen, man, yep. there was a headline out about gym workouts are going back to the gym. I personally, Robert, I'm not sure if we covered this already. As I'm saying it, I wonder, <laughs> look at those pecs. <laughs> but I must say that um, I'm happy to do a lot of my workouts in my home, Robert. I do push-ups. Yeah. I stretch. In the last few weeks, I want to confess here, I haven't been doing it and drinking water as much as I should. I've been the excuses I've been busy, but what about yourself, Robert? Have you or your family, anybody you know, been a gym type person or have you been in home or have you, what's your thought on this? Gyms are opening back up and there's a resurgence coming up. What are you, what are you seeing in your area? So I had a gym membership a few years ago Okay, and I went maybe about four times to this gym. Okay. <laughs> and the reason why- What's the reason, Robert? I am, I, I, if when I exercise, I prefer to do it in the morning. Okay, yes. And I don't want to drive all the way to the gym, yes. like 10, 15, 20 minutes before then working out to then drive back home to shower and then get ready for my day. I much prefer to wake up, yeah. uh, drink some water or tea or whatever it is, go down to the basement yeah. and do stuff there and then be done with it. You know, get get that mental exercise you know pun intended out of the way <laughs> i agree so, I agree. you know it's 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 it may be just convenience for me but i i don't get fun i don't vibe with driving to the gym yeah and i must say robert those who do i think they're they're better as it were in this context than you and me i mean getting yeah. in a car and driving 15 minutes probably average i doubt people driving an hour but you know 15 20 minutes to a gym and doing right. that daily those who've done it my hat's off to you because me, I get yeah. into bed, pray, read my Bible, have my devotions, do whatever, a cup yeah. of coffee, water, and then I do my best. And a good day, you know, 15 minutes, push-ups, stretches, but driving, getting yeah. in the car, scraping off ice, getting in the heat, yeah. got to step in a water <laughs> puddle, way too much drama for me. Nah, I'm not going yeah. to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I'm regular with, yeah. with exercise, That's and good. I'm right now I'm doing this uh, Lift 4 Beachbody program. Okay. But I'm doing it not because I'm so disciplined and great at exercising, but I have a community of people mm. that are doing different exercises or different programs right along. So there's that momentum that you get from, from accountability and camaraderie. Uh, so everybody's like, oh my gosh, my shoulders are wrecked today. My legs are toast. Yeah. And so I'm like, yes, I know that feeling too. Nice. <laughs> so it's, it's, I, I get, I get a little bit of motivation or inspiration from being able to do that collectively or with a community. I love it. I love it. And I just started a business uh, just now, this second, a very second mm -hmm. called hot men of 2023. So I'm going to reach out to you. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> to put you in the cover at GQ, Robert, you are too much. Listen, Robert, this is interesting as well. And I know you're in the content business communication about Netflix. And again, those listening here, let's not worry so much about Netflix. They're a trillion dollar, gazillion dollar behemoth, unrelevant, unrelated to probably most of us on this show listening. But the bottom, the, the, let me get to the point, Robert, was that Netflix business model is not working at this time. I, I don't know if they've wow. always been, if they're a company that's been losing money. But the point I'm making is that what I'm, the article was hinting about is that, A, as you may know, Netflix has a deal now with Microsoft to Microsoft to do 
ad-supported video on Netflix. And the thesis of the article is that Netflix started out by years, people paying a monthly fee to get video. But now they need to diversify their revenue. So, Robert, what are your yeah. thoughts? Feel free to comment on Netflix, kind of, you know, they're going to be doing ads, maybe other things. But just as small business owners, my point being, one revenue stream, and we're not talking about multi-level MLM and all this, but one revenue stream, I find, um, uh, Robert, may not be the best option for many as we try to grow, get above 500,000, get above a million, get above 300,000. Sometimes you may need to be coach, have your yeah. books, maybe have an event business. So any thoughts on all of that that I just throw in that for you, Robert Kennedy? <laughs> well, I mean, there's it's nuanced, right? There's yes. no one right thing or one right way. I mean, I think if we dive into Netflix personally, back in the day when they first started, they were like, hey, we are this, this place that you can get all this information and it's only like $5 a month, right? Right, and they were charging people five dollars a month, and then as their library grew, then it was like seven dollars a month, then it was eight dollars a month, and then the library continued to grow, and then they did something that, of course, affected their bottom line. They decided we're not just going to be a streaming provider or be a place like a library for where you can get content. We're going to produce original content. So now they're starting to hire right. actors who are demanding a million, two million. 3 million per episode, you know, and, and I get it from the business per perspective, as you proliferate. Yeah. Um, that, that may make sense, but then now you add to that. We've got Hulu. We've got, we've got all of these other HBO max. Now we've got all of these other streaming providers that are now in competition that are doing. And so now you've got to outdo the other Good point. providers with your content. And so now you're ultimately spending more money on this thing that was supposed to be a bargain for people in the beginning. And so people, pe now people are saying, wait a minute, we got more choices. Hmm, do we wanna stay there? So, I mean, yeah, the, the, it's, the, I think all businesses go through that in some way. You just gotta decide what you want and how much you want to grow it and what lanes you wanna stay in. I love it. And so maybe it's also not a question of just one revenue stream or not, but what I'm hearing you say, right. it's about the evolution that what could have yeah. worked well for 10 years ago, that could have been good at that time. And I should have noted yeah. that it's a great point, but that as a business evolves, it's time to shift things up. Cause you're right. I mean, who would have, I mean, imagine that I, I recall when we, I mean, we never had a TV, but like when we first got our subscriptions, some of these things, but now Robert, yeah. our kids, any three or four year old, TV is definitely not so important. I read that as a headline too somewhere. It's yeah. the HBO, Hulu, Netflix, Amazon, 10, 15 different great services. And the second part of yeah. that, Robert, like, don't you think about this? As more content comes up, it's about all the same. I like FBI, you know, the, the FBI right. show about the FBI. But I must say, Robert, if they gated it, if I had to pay a lot for it, there's another show going to be called CIA on another network yeah. that's going to fill that <laughs> emotional need. Then there's going to be another yes. one that's going to be called Taken series. Hello. You know, so you get my point. So there's the yeah. cooking show you're watching on this platform. They gated it. There's another cooking yeah. show, 80% just as good or better, which is going to fill that emotional need. Does that make sense, Robert? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, I think most businesses go through that. I mean, if we're talking about disruptors, you know, Uber disrupted yeah. the taxi and limousine industry. And after a while, you had, you know, then you had Lyft and you had Kick and all of these other transportation industries that began to come in. I came across another one the other day. What, what was it? Turo. Yes. Or the that. car yeah. rental industry. Yeah. Right. So you've, you've got all of these different disruptors and now Uber's like, wait a minute, we can't just sit in that car space because we've got all these other competitors. 
Okay, so then we've got what Uber Eats yeah. that they that they that they did, and and there's what was and the Uber car rental too. You can rent a Uber car, car also yeah. Uber. yeah. So so you know we're back to that whole diversifying your streams in order to survive and create profit, be profitable. So yeah, I'm 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 with it, man. Yeah, no, and I, I wouldn't doubt that Uber. I mean, it may seem a stretch because they're in the movement business, but why not yeah. do Uber Video? I mean, in ten years from now, if Uber's still around, Uber Video, Uber. Walmart, you know, these big billion dollar brands at some yeah. point, uh, Robert, they either have to invest in or cross because the, the danger of going public and our friends at Zoho uh, said that Sridhar, the CEO, he's strongly against going public. Um, and, yeah. and also Patagonia, as we record this, the founder yeah. of recently gave away Patagonia. They said one option, we can go public. But he also echoed this. If we go public, it will tank our business. There's many yeah. businesses that are doing as best they can going public, but going public has a, a different feel to it. So I love this, Robert. Yeah. You're so right. Yeah. Um, we mentioned video uh, a part, uh, Robert, how you're working with uh, real estate agents to help them with video. And before we do that, by the way, Robert, feel free to tell us a bit how people can reach you and uh, repeat to us kind of who you are looking for or, or, you know, who's best for you and what problem you solve for them in general. Talk to the rundown with remote audience and remind us how we can reach you. Love it. Well, I'm Robert from Robert Kennedy three on all the social platforms. You don't have to go searching. You can just go to RK three. That's me. RK three. That's not me. All my socials are there. Everything's there. We've got fantastic resources there as well to help you to upskill and up level your video. We really want to work with brokers, associations and agents who want to be able to tell their stories better on video and on stage ultimately helping people move to action based on that. So I'd love to get connected with you. RK3, that's dot me. Yeah, let's hook up. And Robert is the man. We need to have like a, I know you can do it, Robert. So don't do it right now unless you want to, but we need to have like music on that. But I mean, custom music, not just random music you pull up. Custom RK3 dot, that's me. Like, you know. Yeah, which I don't have any about? custom just yet. I only have, I only have this. The quiet storm. RK3. That's me. <laughs> Too much. Of course you do. Listen, Robert, this was interesting. And it's that Meta, otherwise known as Facebook, I saw this yeah. in Search Engine Journal, had four ranking signals for video on Facebook. And I thought that was interesting. And I'll just repeat them to you, Robert. But what I'd love, mm -hmm. whatever you want to give a little master class on video on Facebook or any platform, but they said four things that Facebook looks for when they're looking to kind of extend your video more and give it more reach. And I'm guessing right. that a lot of this also could be useful on any platform, but one is originality. Somehow the mm -hmm. algorithms, little gerbils or robots are looking at, did Robert create this himself on his camera or is he kind of just sharing something that, you know, somebody else put out? So that's mm -hmm. one. Number two, they said, was interesting is that audience retention. Does it keep the audience engaged till the end? Especially, of course, video. But re retention is good for anything, but especially the video. They can tell if it's a three-minute video, how many watched it to the very end or to most of it. That's number two. Number three, Rod Robert, audience loyalty. Who in Robert's videos, Ramon's videos, are coming back again and again to watch the video repeatedly? And then number four, engagement. They're looking yeah. at, does this video or this asset, but I'm talking about video right now, do they get conversations? Do they get comments? Do they get likes? So Robert, when you hear that, I'm sure you know it's correct, but talk about that, especially in light of what you tell the people you work with, the clients you serve. Video is important. I think it humanizes, Robert, and personalizes yeah. your brand. Talk to us about video and what you're telling your clients. Yeah, well, you know what? Video is 
the closest you're going to get to bridging distances because audio is is cool but with audio you miss out on some things you miss out on body language you miss out on subtle eye ticks or you know proximity changers right i'm getting closer to the camera you know or closer to you as a person be leaning in to indicate that something might be more important or something is a secret right you you miss out on some of those subtle indicators um visually if you're only doing audio and that's not to say audio is a bad thing. It's just right. it's just different. You got to use it. You got to be aware of the strengths of the platforms or the mediums that you choose to use. Written is different. But if you're really wanting to create more than just an auditory or mental connections, video really allows you to create that emotional, that visual, that auditory connection all at once. And so, yeah, it makes sense that originality, retention, loyalty, and engagement are things that that Facebook is checking for. Again, they want people to stay on their platforms as much as possible. So they're looking for who the influencers are or the micro influencers that are creating community that that allow people to stay. I want to say waste time, but that allow people to say stay <laughs> on their platforms invest their as time as possible. Yeah, and that's it. That's time it. investment because you do video and I do video. We want people watching yeah. our stuff. <laughs> I don't want it. I, yeah, I don't want them watching anybody else's. Just my stuff. No. That's right. <laughs> but Robert, it's interesting. And I guess another part of this question is how much time should people be spending thinking about the video they produce? I, mean, I guess it is, it's, there's no right answer to this, in my opinion. Mm. But I just think that I just want to express that there's some people, it could be you, Robert, I don't know, or friends of ours, mm. who really spend a lot of time mapping out, thinking of, indexing, storytelling, a video. For me, yeah. Robert, I just don't. I just throw it up as you kind of get a sense of maybe things that happen. I just put it up there. Is there any guidance, right or wrong? You know, the real estate agents you talk to, are you telling them, no, sit down, think about this video, how it's going to be? Or is it okay? Just, you know, they stubbed their toe and they thought of a lesson yeah. for their community and they threw it up. Talk about that aspect between trying to go viral, doing the right video versus yeah. just doing it. So it's, it's important to recognize a couple of things. Number one, what your audience wants or needs, okay. uh, because your audience may be an information grabbing audience. They may just be in that space, especially if we're thinking about real estate agents. Are you talking to people that are, you know, they're, they're newly married or they're young out of college, they're getting their first job and they're looking for their first home and they don't have that information, okay? Uh, yeah, you wanna create things that are answering the questions that they're asking. But you also wanna create some balance because authenticity is huge now, right? We've got so many different options. People want to know who they're connecting with. So they want to know a little bit about you. Are you funny? Are you a jerk? Are you boring? Are you exciting? Are you off the wall? Are you spontaneous or are you rigid? All of these things are things that they may be looking to, to know about you. And so video really helps you, that, so, helps you with that. So what's important is also variety. Not per, not creating just one video type. So yeah, I can have the heavily produced one. Um, if I'm doing 10, I might do one or two heavily produced videos, but then I can also do some live streams or listen, I was walking down the street and I thought of something and I crapped, I, I capture, uh, did I say something? Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, okay. Um, I, I thought I said a word that, that wasn't appropriate just now. <laughs> you caught yourself, Freudian slip. Yes, yeah, thank you. I captured <laughs> um, just a quick thought or just something random 
uh, as on my phone as I'm walking, doing my exercise or whatever it is. So creating video that is of, of, of a varied type really allows people to get a closer emotional connection to you. And, that, and that's what you want. Yeah. And I think also, Robert, you're right. And I think people have to be comfortable with themselves as well. I, I know yeah. at some point I have to restart my YouTube channel, you know, for Zone of Genius, my new company. Um, mm -hmm. Right now, the Robert, I've been so busy and, and I can't do everything, but mo most of us can't. I've just been all in into just posting, kind of using Facebook and LinkedIn to be my YouTube. Yeah. It's not YouTube, but that's what I'm doing right now. And I posted something about a mask. Um, uh, I got It's about 35,000, maybe 40,000 views right now on LinkedIn, which for me is a lot. I don't get that yeah. many views. I'm not one of these million dollar views. And I'm curious to you, Robert, I was wondering, I started off by saying mask dash Ramon's mask dilemma. And the bottom line was a story. I was flying to Toronto, Canada uh, to go to Canada. You have to wear a mask on the plane and et cetera. Yeah. And so I just, I didn't have a mask on me. And I was, I was heartwarmed how a lady said, here's a mask. You can have one of those fancy K95 masks. So my question mm -hmm. just muddling, continue discussion here, Robert, is that I wondered to myself, was it people like the story and LinkedIn realized the algorithms pushed it or because I had the keyword mask, people wasn't sure what Ramon was going to say. They were getting ready to fight or not. And then they liked it. You know what I mean? I'm wondering, what do you think? Yeah. Was it mask? I mean, that probably got that or not. It's a, it may be a combination of both. I mean, I think you just talked about something that, that Facebook or meta is looking for, and that's re returning engagement. Mm. Right. And so, um, when Ramon places videos in the 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 internet or mm -hmm. the interwebs, right? Mm -hmm. How do people or how many people interact with it or respond to it? Okay, how many people keep coming back to Ramon's stuff? So they're looking at that. Okay, boom, number one. Then he says, "Mask." Okay, we know that because of the pandemic, that there are like vigorously different ideas or thoughts on either side of this so hmm let, let's let's slap those two pieces of the algorithm together and and uh let, let's see what let's see what happens here oh, we want good. people to stay on linkedin all day arguing about masks with ramon i yeah. think that's what happened because i went to the um linkedin algorithm center i don't know if you've been there they have some in new jersey where I they have not. millions yeah, they have millions of people and you see them playing with the algorithm. They're like having switches. And so you can look through like a little, like a potato chip factory, a farm. You can go to the LinkedIn Algorithm Center and you see 10 billion people in a glass room wow. and they're just shifting levers. You should go there one day with their family. It's, it's pretty cool. You can see like the atoms going across. sounds so like old school. That sounds like, remember those cartoons you used to watch? It was like the mad scientist. It was like, ah, and you heard like the organ music playing. Yes. And they're flipping in the switches. But what's the Netflix movie? Isn't that how the next? Netflix one, if you saw the, the Social Dilemma, I only saw the that recently, dilemma. but yeah. that's how they had it. The guys were there. Hey, there's Robert. He just looked at the ice cream stand. Hey, let's push him and add this is ice cream. <laughs> you know, so I got it from, yeah. from I got it from Social Dilemma, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which was interesting. Uh, if you haven't seen, yeah. it, seen it yet, for good or for bad, whether you like it or not, Social Dilemma is interesting. Um, it's interesting, yeah. You know, Robert, listen, uh, President Biden, uh, as we recording this a, a few weeks ago, depends on when this goes live here, has uh, forgiven loan debt for students, Robert. And mm -hmm. it got me thinking back into the uh, debate that comes up now and then about should people attend college or not? And the question mm -hmm. I'm not going to ask is should people attend because I believe it what works for you. But for me, I just want to highlight, Robert, because I think it re-highlights that college is good. I happen to have gone to college. Now, I got my college degree, Robert, as an adult. I went first mm -hmm. two years, then some things happened in life, whatever. I paused it. So I finished it. I don't even remember, but several years later as an as adult, you know, not as a, you know, scruffy kid, like 21 years old or so. 
Um, but I do think, and I want to encourage people, but feel free to push back on this, that Robert, there are so many careers that you don't have to have a college degree and not just careers maybe of our father and, and even people today, you know, bricklaying, which is great honorable work or, or construction or things like this, but even knowledge work that they just want to know what skill you had. Did you program? Right. Did you do this? So Robert, thoughts on that, just this aspect of does everybody, do you think, Robert, have to attend college? What are the pros? What are the cons? How do they decide if they should go to a trade school or not? Or people want to be like Robert and Ramon, maybe write a book and 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 be a, a thought leader, be a speaker. Talk to us for a bit about that whole thing I'm throwing at you. <laughs> Man, that is that is a huge question yeah. and a huge debate. We can we can do several entire shows on this. And and I'll say it this way. I mean, I have a lot of examples I could give, sure. but I'll say this. In this current technological age, um, most of the people who are rich, billionaires, inventors, etc., the majority of them didn't go to college or they dropped out of college. Mm -hmm. We leave, we're talking about Dobbs and, and Gates and Branson and, and because there's a, there's a mental and entrepreneurial mindset or an innovation or creativity mindset that allows them to build certain things that the world needs. And a strategic right? mindset, putting pieces together. Strategic, yes. yeah, yeah. So now if we're talking two, 300 years ago, um, before the, the age of technology, where most people built things or, or the things that happened or the things that drove society forward were based on scholarly or academic approaches, right? And if we're and we're talking about respect, reputation, monet, monetary compensation, you know, education was 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 big yeah. in that day, in in that in that time, and so therefore, my parents came up teaching me that I needed to go to right. college or to get an education in order to get a good job. That was the way. Right. They that, didn't want you to be quote unquote. Was, I don't know your parents, but like themish, meaning boy. We worked hard as my parents did. My grandfather worked right. in a, uh, not a pottery, but a place where you, uh, clay, you make clay pipes, carrying them on yeah. his shoulder. So continue on though, but yeah. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, so I'll, I'll go. My, my parents are, my parents are educated, mm -hmm. right? My dad has got like two, three PhDs, okay. right? Okay. Right. I don't feel the necessity to, to get that. That's they, they had, and, and I'll, hmm, I, I hesitate to say it this way, but I'll, I'm going to say it. Go ahead. There, there was a colonial mindset. Sure. I get it that that kind of permeated or framed how they were grown and so they passed down some of their thoughts sure. based on on what they knew right but you know i'm growing up in a space where there are now just so many different opportunities college and education isn't what it was and now if my child comes to me and says hey dad i'm thinking that i don't want to go to college next year if I said that to my parents, they would have freaked out. Like, what? Like fire shooting out of their eyes and ears, right? But for me, I'm kind of like, okay, um, what's what's your plan? What's yeah. the thing that you want to do yes. that's going to make a difference in the world? How are, you, how are you planning on surviving, creating a life for yourself and mm. your family? Because you can't stay here forever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, what, what are you looking to do that? And if, and if they have a plan, if they're willing to execute something, I'm not saying it's got to be perfect. Right. But yeah, I'm I'm willing to have that conversation and, and I don't think it's a must yeah. for everybody.
No, for sure. And I bet especially if they were a good student and doing relatively well in school, whatever that may mean. And they came, hey, dad, I've been doing this blog that you let me start. You know, I got yep. 5,000 followers on YouTube. I bet Robert would be like, huh, you know what? <laughs> Let's, yeah. let, let me let me sit and learn what you're doing. Can I join your business? Done. I'll follow you. Click. Yes. I'll subscribe. That's right. Yep. I was with the Let's kid yesterday, it. and he's a he made ten years old. Uh, a mutual friend of ours, probably son, who you think you may know, and um, uh, and and he was he, he's so well spoken, Robert, and he knows so much about like cell phones and like gadgets. I, there's mm-hmm. that whatever that kid is on YouTube who has the toys and all that. When I saw this this friend of mine's kid speaking, I'm like, dude, you have a gift, man, and I can see him being a creator like us in the next year, yeah. two or three, if his parents allow him doing high-tech phone reviews done wow. and yeah. monetizing it. So, you know, so for sure, Robert, but I like that, Robert, and you're right. I think, I think you're right. In the past college probably was quote unquote, the gateway for many of our parents and your parents had three PhDs. So, but the, either, either way is the reason why they have it was interesting. Yeah. Whether they're having or not, thank you for being vulnerable and why they had it. Maybe the pressure they went through possibly just reading into yeah. it. So, but today's generation, you and I, and definitely our children, I think it's primarily, are you a good person? Who do you know? Are you networked? And the opportunities yep. there for a 10-year-old, 13-year-old to prove themselves right now in Robert's home in my home. Yep. No resume needed. The, Absolutely. Hey, I got 20,000 TikTok followers. That means a lot more than than your LinkedIn, you know, profiles. So. Yep. I'm like, listen, come on, come on, take take mine over. Cause yes. I'm tired. I don't have to, I don't feel like documenting my entire day. Yep. <laughs> Somebody else do that for me. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, no, Robert, last thing I want to touch on, Robert, and feel free to dive in anything else you wanted to do, but on zoneofgenius.com, my latest platform, Robert, Monica Ricky, uh, one of our expert writers, she had something that I've never heard of it before, never seen it. You may never have either. You may have, but either way, you and I are going to run with it. She talked about the aspect of, let me go back to here, practicing self-silence. And I mm. thought it was interesting. I think it echoes things I have heard of, but I never heard it worded that way. And she talked about the aspect. It's a broad topic. One of these topics we could probably dive into for hours, but that there are some people or some seasons. I bet I've done it maybe with my wife. Maybe I've had periods of doing it where they're silent. They, they mm. don't, they're not going to argue with you. They're not going to fight you. They won't bring out your emotions. And a few things she talks about why this is done in a negative way, not like Jesus would say, turn you the cheek. But she talked about traumatic events from upbringing. Good cause of I say the wrong thing to Robert. Robert says the wrong thing to me, me to close up and shut down. She talked about things like maybe it's that we want to coddle ourselves from others. Since I've been picked on, Robert makes a joke about me or something. I shut down to protect myself because I, you know, things like that. Uh, she mentions right. here um, the fear of being disliked. Listen, Robert, I'm the first person. I can be high energy and all out there as I know you have much of that as well. But I, I like being appreciated. I'm, I'm a human. I like being liked. I like the pat on the yeah. back. But she said, you know, some people may be silent because of that fear of, I don't want people to dislike me, to judge me, self-abandonment, and then fear of loss. Robert, when you hear these things, this aspect of, let me get the wording right again, she talked about self-silence. Has that come across for you? Anything you can share with us about what that means for you? Yeah, I mean, uh, I've had periods of that, and I've, I've had to process through some of those things. Mm. You know, I remember being at a space in life where um, as an adult, I had I'd had a, a, a career as a teacher and moving into this space where I know that I no longer want to work for somebody else, mm. but I wasn't totally clear on what that next thing was, mm. what that next business needed to be. Was it was it a coach? Was it 
a small business consultant? Was it was it a, a, an e-learning developer? You know, what a, a con contractor? Yeah. What was what was the thing that I wanted to do? And so I know that there were people in my space, my family, my my close friend circle that totally didn't understand where I was and what I was doing, and they couldn't describe me. They couldn't neatly put a title mm. on or a label on who Robert was and what he did, and so. Because of that, I went through some periods where I was receiving some information or some some conversation that I just didn't want to hear and I just couldn't deal with. I just couldn't process it. So I separated and I went into a period of self-silence mm. because if I listened to it, it wasn't so much that I felt like I was disappointing people. If I listened to it and I took it all in, I would then begin to further... Um, have internal conflict mm -hmm. or battles with myself and I needed to be able to focus on gaining clarity on where I was headed and and other people's stuff was going to get in the way of that and so I wow. had to I had to become self-silent let me curious, is there are there two types of self-silence, Robert, based on what you said? It seems like mm -hmm. yours was very intentional, very thoughtful, very self-protecting for yourself. There's that version which could be good, as our mutual friend Lolita and Larissa say, the pause. Yes. Uh, others yeah. could they be maybe if they're especially children or even adults self-silencing, um, sabotaging themselves, harmful. Like they need somebody right. to help them get out of it. Uh, any thoughts on that? Because see, it seems I could be wrong. Like yours is maybe yeah. very intentional in a good way. Like you said, like, you know what? Let me just rest a minute. Or I could be reading it to it more than more than you meant. No, no, no. You're you're, you're right, but it wasn't that at first. Uh, it wasn't intentional at first. At first, it was self-protection. Got it. It was like, okay, if y'all are gonna throw darts at me, I'm just, I'm just not gonna be where you're throwing the darts. Mm -hmm. Right? I'm just not gonna talk to you. You, you're gonna, you're gonna call or you're gonna text. I'm just not gonna respond to you. Yep. It was, it was self-protective. Got it. And then after being in my space for a bit, recognizing that, wait a minute, I needed to do that. Mm. Mm. Right. And OK, let me do a little bit more of it. <laughs> so, let me so, go up the mountaintop by myself for a while. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Wow, Robert, that is that is powerful. And I think this shows us, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the rundown with Ramon uh, audience mm -hmm. that this can happen to all of us. This can happen to any yeah. of us. None of us. All of us need help. None of us are perfect, and we all got stuff in our lives. And I've gone through my own period, totally different than, than self-silencing, but deep depression. I've gone through uh, suicidal uh, thoughts, really periods of intensity, Robert, I've gone through. So a little different, but you know, I'm sure there's, there's similarities there. But uh, Robert Kennedy, listen, anything else you want to add to us as we get ready to shut down this episode of The Rundown with Ramona? Thanks. By the way, thank you all for being listeners. I hope you find Robert on Instagram. DM him. Touch base with him. He'll give you the website to reach him again. I know it by now, but I like when he says it. Reach me, Instagram, Ramon Ray Smart Hustle. Go to RamonRay.com. We're here to serve you. And this is The Rundown with Ramon. You know, and again, we're so glad you're here. And we want you to share this with others. But Robert, I'll give you the last word, anything you want to add. And definitely give your website one more time, please. Well, you know, I'm going to be disobedient. I'm going to turn this back on you for a second. Okay. Because we're talking about self-silence. So I want to know from you, as you've gone through periods of, of silence or self-silence, you know, maybe there's a medical description mm -hmm. for it or not. Um, what, if you were to give advice to people about being silent, mm -hmm. what was maybe the biggest thing that you did that helped you to navigate those big areas of self-silence. Yeah, no, thank you for that, Robert. I think three things helped me. One is my faith. You know, I happen to be a Christian. Those who are not, yeah. no problem at all, but I must acknowledge my faith. And for my journey, that really was a big catalyst for me. Whether you have yeah. that or not, 
Point number two, Robert, uh, was talking to someone. So I would encourage, Robert, those who are going through self-silencing or any other mental hardship, again, as Robert said, forgive us. Med the medical term, I don't know, but y'all get what we right. mean. Going through some inside anguish. For me, mm -hmm. Robert, I found one or two people to talk to that I trusted that really helped just like a friend like yourself, Robert, they're not medically inclined, but these are, they happen to be older person, more experienced person, right? We all need that in our life. Robert has more experience than I do in some things. I may have it him. So we can lean on each other in that case. People you trust. And they just yeah. talked to me, Robert, that I was going through an issue uh, in a community I'm in. And they were saying, Ramon, we all got crazy people in our family, but we don't leave our family. <laughs> I recall their advice to me on this particular issue I was going through. And I was so yeah. angry. I was hurt. He said, Ramon, and he talked about his literal crazy uncle. And I use the word crazy honorably, but he said, Ramon, right. I got this uncle. He's just, when he comes around, we're all like, okay, here he goes, but he's still in our family and I'm not right. leaving my family. So that talk, Robert helped me. So to answer your question, Robert, thanks. Take over the show anytime. Honestly, I'm glad you did it. Thank you. Is that that's what I did my faith, but really finding someone I can talk to. And I think three, Robert, going to the point, as you expressed being around, maybe the wrong people in that season or time, metaphorically, if you're in that situation, Find people that can uplift you, not syrupy people. You're doing something wrong and they're like, go ahead, Robert. It's okay to steal. No, 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 no. Right. But people who can uplift you, who can say, Robert, yeah. listen, brother, I, I understand you're going through a hard time. I've been there too. Or maybe I haven't been there too, but I encourage you. You're appreciated. So is that helpful, Robert? That makes sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I just wanted to make sure that people who are listening mm. to this episode came away, especially because this is we're ending with this. Yes. I, I wanted to make sure that they came away with tools or it. things that they can do as they may be experiencing a period of self-silence as well and not sure how to deal with it mm -hmm. or how to navigate it. So I want to make sure that we end or, or we leave them with something that they can do right after they hit the stop button on this so that they can, they can move to a space of not necessarily self-loudness, but at least self-understanding. Robert? I love it. You are definitely the master communicator. And that, my friends, was Robert Kennedy III at RK3. <laughs> That's me. I got it right, Robert. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much. And Robert is a master communicator. I hope you look him up on all the platforms, how he can help you in your life or your business. I'm Ramon Ray. And again, Robert, thanks for joining me. This has been The Rundown with Ramon. Thank you for listening as we conclude this episode.